Hello everyone. My name is Ksenia. My name is Jana. I am the host of the podcast All Those Russians. In this podcast, we will talk about the most criminal, terrible, bloody maniacs in Russia. We will also share with you all the secret and unknown facts. Also in the future, we will tell you about the most famous people who influenced Russia in the cultural environment. All you need is to understand and forgive our Russian accent. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start! <laughs> So this story started in 1982, when the bodies of three girls were found killed in Rostov area. All three have been sexually assaulted, and the brutal way of killings made the police think that it was a satanic cult or someone just decided to get organs to sell for transplant. The police started from testing all the body remains, and uh, it was found out that many victims were young boys and girls with horrible injuries, like amputated breasts and hearts. Some body parts were even removed by the teeth of the killer, and no one could admit that such brutal killings could happen in communist society. First, the police thought that the killer could be someone from the mental hospital, but those guesses failed. The police recruited the best detectives who started the investigation. First thing which detectives noticed was that a lot of bodies were found near the transportation points, like bus stations or train platforms. It made the police think that uh, the killer was using public transport and didn't have a known car. So it made you refuse to publish news about the killings. However, the rumors spread around the region and nothing spreads faster than rumor. One day, the detectives finally spotted a man emerging from the woods with the blood on his cheek. The police asked him to show his papers. He was identified as Andrei Chikatilo, the loyal Communist Party member. By that moment, he had already been raping and killing dozens of women and children for 12 years already. There was a psychiatrist, Mr. Buchanovsky who spent the whole day with Chikatila. Buchanovsky convinced Chikatila that in medical matters there are no good and no bad. So Chikatila opened up to a psychiatrist. There was even some pride he showed during his telling and demonstrations of his techniques. However, he told only parts of his crimes, some ends and some beginnings, but never the whole picture. As a result, Buchanovsky stated that Chikatila was very ill and was real psycho. So let my friend Jana introduce you to this killer. Andrei was born on 16 October 1936 in the Ukrainian little town, where he and his family were struggling with famine caused by the Soviet economic failure. And his family often had to eat grass and leaves in the effort of stave of hunger. Time of Andrei's childhood was absolutely brutal. His mother often told him that his older brother was kidnapped and cannibalized by his starving neighbors, though it's never been proved. He lived with his family in the small one-bedroom house. His father was loving, but his mother was a bitter woman. His father went to the war and Andrei with his mother were forced to hide. At that time, they often shared one bed and Andrei used to wet himself, what annoyed his mother a lot. In 1943, his mother had a baby girl named Tatiana, and many women that time were raped by German soldiers, 
So there is a theory that she was raped in presence of Andre. As a student, Andre was intelligent and shy, but he had a difficult time in communicating women. He couldn't speak to them and obviously failed in his sexual life. In 1957, he was involved in the army where he got some violent experience. Later, he found out that violence and fear excite him even more than sex itself. In 1963, Andre met a woman who became his wife. Theodosia surely knew about his sexual dysfunctions, but she had no idea about his violent needs. Despite his sex problems, they finally had two kids. Daughter Ludmila was born in 1965 and son Yuri born in 1969. Uh, I got a question. How they could have kids if uh, he was unable to have sex? Uh, yes, it's just a good question. So they agreed he would push his salmon inside her vagina with his fingers. What do you think about it? Great technique! <laughs> After getting philology degree, Chikatila found a job of literature teacher where he had no success. No one could take him seriously because of his shyness. Andre couldn't control the class behavior and this just provoked his self-esteem suffering. In 1973, he sexually assaulted in 50-year-old student grabbing her breasts. The school authorities were informed about it, but nothing was done. He also was caught watching female students undressing at the gym. So, after many complaints, he was fired. The police were looking for a young killer, and Chikatilo was just a middle-aged teacher. His wife considered him as a good, loving husband and perfect father of their kids. But it wasn't his true personality. He just wanted revenge against the people who rejected him. So after he was fired from the school, he moved to Shakti, where he got the second house, which was just the perfect spot for his killings. His first crime, Elena. He met her at the bus station. Violence on the body of the girl was the most exciting for him. He killed her in this second house. Then he dropped her body in the river. She was found two days after. He read about it in the papers, and he waited, waited for two years. In 1980, he spotted a 70-year-old girl near the library. She agreed to walk with him down the river. He couldn't have a sex with the girl, but he remembered what excited him two years ago in his secret house. He wanted to feel the control over his victim, and he killed her even more brutally. So that's how he became a serial killer. Burakov Viktor Vasilievich, a police major general, went to almost all the murders. It was he who caught the most terrible maniac of recent years, of course, with a large investigation team. This case was hushed up. At first, they didn't write about this case in the newspapers, didn't speak on TV. When information had already leaked out that 53 people had been brutally killed, only after that they had to speak openly. Large investigation team concluded that almost all the victims were killed in the forest plantains. All the corpses were naked. He inflicted stab wounds up to 40 and more. 
A man in dark was placed in his cell. They were called that this man was specially selected. He was sitting for fraud. These are educated people. He was specially brought from Siberia to Andrei's cell. He found a common language with him. According to his fictional story, he had a very good lawyer. Chikatila became interested in this, but on condition that Andrei wrote everything in detail about all births, problems with whom he lived all his life, and Chikatila began to write. Only letters were sent to General Viktor Burakov. It wasn't a lawyer. Interesting fact. At the scene of the crime, Blood Group 2 was found. As it turned out later, the laboratory confused the research and said that it was blood group 4. They were all looking for this blood group. And one day he was found and detained, only released, because his blood group was checked and the investigators continued to research. This mistake, which caused dozens of victims, was not answered for this mistake. Based upon the theory that the killer had traveled from the Rostov Oblast to Moscow via air, investigators checked all the air float flight records of passengers who had commuted between Moscow and the Rostov region between late July and early August. On this accession, however, Chikatila had traveled to Moscow by train, and so no documentation exists for investigators to research. His final murder was on 6th November 1919. Chikatila killed a 22-year-old woman, Svetlana Karostnik, in woodland near train station. He was observed by an undercover officer named Igor Rybakov. On 20 November, Chikatila left his house attempting to make contact with children he met on his way. Upon leaving a cafe, Chikatila was arrested by four police officers. In 29 November, Chikatila burst into tears and confessed that he was indeed guilty of the crimes for which he had been arrested. Chikatila gave a full detailed description of each murder on the list of charges, all of which were consistent with no facts regarding each killing. Andre said that cries the blood and the agony gave me relaxation and a certain pleasure. In 1992, the courtroom in Rostov was crowded. People wanted to see Chikatila. His trial was the first spectacle of the post-Soviet era. His head has been shaved and he was in the cage, which was to protect him from the parents of the children he killed. He wasn't able to sit with his lawyer because the victim parents' reaction was extremely strong. People were shouting, give him to us. It took two days for a judge to read through the list of prosecution. He said he never planned to kill. He also intended to make an impression that he's crazy. He was shouting at the judge and he even got undressed right in the courtroom. But most observers believed that it was an act. He was just trying to gain sympathy. If he was considered as psycho, he could go to the hospital, otherwise execution which means that time in Russia, a single bullet in his head. The trial continued for six months. Chikatilo was defending himself by blaming Soviet power, communism, his parents, and even his own blood type. Certainly he was not insane. He was one of the most calculating killer of all time. He was more bad than he was mad. And everybody knew what the sense is going to be. He was sentenced to the death. 
In February 1994, a specially selected soldier fired a single shot to the back of his head. 